1: This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club.
0: Hello there, and welcome to the latest Royal Blue fan podcast. It's this week's view from the Gladys Street. Slap bang in the middle of the home defeat to Wolves and Wednesday night's visit to Goodison Park of Premier League champions Manchester City. This probably won't make for easy listening, but tough. You're going to have to put up with us anyway. We have three guests around the table for this one and retaining this place in the starting lineup after the solid performance from last week's show. We have Gary Callahan. Hello, Gary. you right, mate. We also have the ever-committed and the ever-reliable John Howard. You all right,
1: John? Good evening, Ian. You all right, lad?
0: I'm good, thank you. And the final guest, we have the ever present Rob Astle. You all right, Rob? Evening, mate. You okay? I'm um, good, thank you. Just a reminder, if you don't already, then please subscribe to the Royal Blue channel, either on iTunes or Acast. Subscribe to the show, and you will immediately be sent a notification when a podcast is uploaded. Um, John, Let's start with you. Um, another demoralising defeat for Everton, what is now eight defeats in fourteen in games. What What are your thoughts after you know that that defeat?
1: Well, I'm going to start on the positive. I thought the cat was brilliant. <laughs> you know, and Great appearance from the cast, and, and that's it for positivity. Uh, it, I, I do I do a lot of reading, and, and you know, read match reports. I'm, I must be a masochist, and I read something from uh, a Wolves fan cast, just a little snippet. Uh, they've got so used to Premier League life now, it's you know it doesn't really come as a surprise that we're thrashing Everton. And that for me, nothing against Wolves, I think they're a good old fat, but they're not Everton. And they're talking in a way you couldn't even turn them as elegant, because actually they've turned up and fully expected to beat us, employed a plan, whereas I think we employed none, and they've gone out and done it. And you know, I, I I've still got my feet firmly in the silver camp. I did have a little flicker, but. You've got. I think you've got to look at them 11 men on the pitch and whoever comes on, it, it, you know, just play the game. Go back to basics, do what you need to do. Show sure, a bit of fight, show sure, a bit of commitment. I've said before, Everton fans aren't hard to please. We just expect a certain something, a certain commitment. Mm. And we're not seeing it.
0: I mean, Rob, John said the, you know, back to basics. We've had Graeme Callahan, um member of the podcast as well, has come on a couple of weeks ago and he, he said that weeks ago. And we, we all agree, but, you know, if... It, Another another guy, um, Connor, Connor O'Neill, said, "Well, if Silver's doing a game plan from Monday to Friday, and it's his style of play, he's not going to change that for the Saturday. Is he just to say, right, let's go back to basics and let's let's hit the ball long? So, but he's got to do something, hasn't he? Because at the moment, it's it's it's
2: not working at all. He mentioned something yesterday, or even t- today, it might have been in the press about uh, self motivation and and getting the players up for games. And I think that's something that." We're really, really laughing at the minute because yesterday, Saturday was was similar to the Millwall game. There was just a complete lack of desire on the pitch, and this changing, this changing, you know, changing styles and changing ways of playing and things like that. How many new managers come into clubs and like play twenty five games and go, you know what? Scrap this, you know. Back to Jordan, but Like you said, there. You're not going to train Monday to Friday, doing one game plan, and then go. You know what? No, we'll 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 make it basic this week. You're not going to Unai he hasn't done it at Arsenal. They've they've struggled through. They've not won an away game since November. Um, uh, Saudi at uh, Chelsea. He's not changed his game plan because they're trying to implement a style to get better results based off. You know, based off what they've been putting up with,
0: have they not got better players currently that at Everton at the moment who can kind of half implement what they're trying to do at their respective clubs, whereas we maybe haven't.
2: It's a fair point, but at the same time, though, if you look at it, it's not just going to happen overnight, is it? It's going to happen over. It's going to happen over time. It's not just a, a flick of the switch. Like, oh yeah, they can all play this passing. You know, this passing game now this silky. You know, attacking football it doesn't work like that. He's got for me. He's got. He's got two thirds of a squad there which are fit for purpose and he's trying to get the best out of what he's got and unfortunately it isn't great at the minute and I've banged on about this plenty of times in different podcasts. He needs time. He's got got a right-hand side there which is just ineffective. He's got Theo Walcott and James Coleman. James Coleman isn't the same player anymore and Theo Walcott's a waste of space. He's got a middle of the park which is... I think we'll probably touch on a bit later, uh, which is lacking. It well on Saturday anyway. It lacked bite without a just a guy in the team, and it needs a leader. Otherwise, you've got Tom Davis, who looks like he's running through running through sand, and Andre Gomez. For as good as he is, needs a player with with him. Um, you know, with tenacity next to him, so he can do what he's good at and spraying the ball around and things like that and dictating games. And then he's got a centre forward he's, he, we're lacking a centre forward, which we have done since we've lost since we lost um Romelu Lukaku. So he's but he's working with what he's got. And at the same time, the this the majority of this squad, apart from the ones who were brought in this season, have down tools under two, at least two managers. They've done it under Allardyce, they've done it under Cooman, and some of them have even done it under Martinez. They're a the team of bottlers, effectively. Whether you know, whatever way you want to dress it up, they're a the team of bottlers. They've got no passion, no desire. On high wages. Look at Morgan, Morgan and sitting there, happy as Larry, not getting in the team every week on one hundred and twenty grand a week. Is it? Where's it, Where's his? You know, where's his? Well, thing? obviously he
0: wasn't on the pitch, was he, on Saturday? So we can't. I understand what you're saying. You know, he should be there, being able to help the team. Um, okay, so Gary a lot's been made of Silver's, you know, style of play and what he's trying to implement with with the players that he's got on the squad. <laughs> Very difficult questions to answer, but I'm gonna going to give it a go what is Silva's style of play what is he trying to do do you think
3: that's just I just don't I don't think we've got a style of play I don't think we, he's, we've got a game plan when we go out. we just seem to pass 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 and then we inevitably lose the ball get counter-attacked and then the, the opposition score I don't see a, a game plan from him and, and I know Rob saying about you know he's got to implement his game plan sometime or another and, he, and, and the team's got to like learn how he wants to play but he, he's done it now for like the past 25, 26 games, and it doesn't work. Like, it works sometimes. It works against lesser teams, if you like, but it doesn't always work. And when, when when we say about going back to basics, I don't mean completely change the way you play and just start lumping it forward, but change something because what he's doing isn't working. We need to be maybe, like, be a little bit more defensive, sit a bit deeper or, or press higher. He was going, we were going on about when he first came about this high press. I don't see us pressing the team high up the pitch. I don't see us camping in the opposition's half and, you know, like probing and trying to create chances. We, we just seem to pass it, pass it, pass it and then we lose it and then they score.
0: Yeah, I mean, John, I agree completely with Gary's saying there and to, to the point where because we can't get in beyond the opposition defence and there's not a lot of movement from the players ahead, Effectively, we're passing it across the park. When that doesn't work, it's going back to the defence. I mean, this is just how I'm seeing it, and it's kind of similar. Gary's seeing it. It's going back to the defence, and then inevitably going back to Pickford, who then hoofs it up the pitch. So when he does that, we're not we're not even then set for a long ball no. because we lose the second balls and we're losing mm. losing possession. So you know, tactically, that that's that's got to play. That's got to be a part on mm. silver for tactically, but. I mean, Wolves was a what a lack of desire, motivation, I mean, quality. I mean, surely we've got decent quality players there. Is it a mixture of all f- four of those things?
1: See, the thing is, I'm struggling to f- refer to Everton as a team because at the moment we aren't a team. Hmm. Let let's get that straight. Now, go back to the days of when David Moyes and you know what I thought David Moyes wasn't a Messiah who made him out to be. I think he did a great job with us, but I don't think he could kick us on with Everton. You know, a team with nine league titles, only three ahead of three teams ahead of us, need to be. However, now we've completely lost their identity. One thing I will say about this Everton side, this group, because I won't refer to them as a team, is it's full of quality. You know, Richarlison, you know, they've got players, Luckman, Gomez and stuff like that. However, we aren't a team, we aren't together. Now, again, I think Rob's made some extremely good points as a great, but what I would say is, go back to the basics, but the thing is, let's have a look, Everton are very rigid at 4-2-3-1. That seems to be a issue. Now, at the moment, I think if you're going to play a, a number 10 solo as a number 10, I think you've got to have a, a very, very confident side to do it. We aren't doing that, so is is a crazy notion for you lads? Why not go back to a four-three-three? Whether the, say that. do you know what I mean? What well, I mean, I, I'm a massive Gilfrey Sigurdsson fan. He's suffering a lot. He's getting a lot of stick. He seems to be putting us all in and getting very little out. Could we maybe not bring back a McCarthy or add another midfielder and go back to a more rigid 4-3-3, maybe have Gomez sit on point and let's make Richarlison and Luckman, if they are chosen two, two proper out-and-out wingers. And then you've got Tos- Tosin and Calvert-Lewin, who can have the ball, to be fair, he can have the ball, has that kind of... So What just with your know. 4-3-3, what,
0: what, is that, what is the players in that formation then that you're picking?
1: Well, if he's fully fit, I, I've got to say personally for me, I think James McCarthy has to be back on that side. I think he's the only one capable...
0: We've got tenacity. Hasn't yeah. It? Are we not it's putting to too great, much right. pressure on James McCarthy to come back in the team after a broken leg? You know, I think
3: if you starting him with Gay though, mm. like mm. it's not all on yeah. him, then is it? You know what I mean? Like mm. if yeah. you had um Gay and McCarthy and then either Gomez or Sigurdsson yeah. in front of them, okay. do you know what so I,
1: mean? I think there's a little bit more safety in numbers. And let's be honest, McCarthy's got a bucket back in some time. He might only be here for two games, but if, I think he's playing for them two games. That's. that's a, chance, a better chance we've got to win in those two games. But
0: who's up front then? Because you mentioned Tosin and Dominic Carvalho in the same team. So are they, in, are they both on the pitch?
1: I'm, I'm not so sure. I don't think either of them can do a wing. I'd like to see maybe two wingers and go back to the old style of at least wingers getting to the byline. You know, I think Lookman can't.
0: Are, are, do- like, are we not playing that like the type of 4 3 3 already?
1: No, because I think Sigurdsson is kind of the one sticking. Where is Sigurdsson? Is he right in behind the centre forward? Is he not in the midfield? I'd just Mm -hmm. like to see maybe a little bit more. Because let's be honest, the midfield's massively lacked by. I think Wolves well didn't run through us, I think they walked through us. So with maybe sacrificing that number 10 style of player for another midfielder. Okay, we might sacrifice a little bit of of, I don't know, what Silver wants to achieve, but are we not gaining a little bit more protection? Let's be honest there, we're now expecting every game as Everton fans. For us to either get a draw or get beat. So, do we need that little bit more? Well, let's batten down the hatches and let's see what we can do. If at half time it's nil-nil and we're dominating the game, yeah, let's change it about them. But I'd rather us change it when we're still in the match rather than when we're out of it.
2: I, said, I mentioned on Twitter on after after the match on Saturday, um, whatever, and a lacking. And, and it's, it's that big midfielder, you know, the um. absolute general who, who, who anything that, you know, gives us so much as a look, he'll take it out. And whilst we haven't got that, I think John's dead right there. Deploy the two of them, deploy Guy and McCarthy. McCarthy doesn't have to last the 90 minutes. You know what I mean? You've got the protection for the best part of an hour, 70 minutes there if you need it, easing back into the team. And until Silver gets the, the player that he wants there, that, you know, that uh, that number six, whether it be, you know, a Decorey kind of player or who we've been linked with, then you kind of go with that. But just touching there on the formation thing, the 4-3-3, I could be completely barking up the wrong tree, right? But I think we've deployed it a few times this season, and it has worked effectively. But I think Silva's picked the opponents who to play it against, like the like he did at Huddersfield. Hmm. But against Wolves, he knows these players are going to get eaten alive by a midfield of that quality, of the of, of equal quality, because we haven't got. That protection. So what he does is he deploys this this four this four what is it four, four two, two three three one. three one because that's all them players can be actually be capable of. Well, two thirds of the squad anyway. But so as time goes on and as the summer comes in and well, with any luck half of these will just disappear into oblivion and he brings in his own players. You might see four three three a lot more and we might get in, We might start creating things a lot more. But right now I think he's working with literally what he's got. He's obviously not happy because he's got players there who are on thousands and thousands of pounds a week, and they're not even getting near the team. You know what I mean? And, and I think
0: um, he, he, he's, sh- he's, he's, stuck, he's, yeah, got, he's
2: stuck. Really is, is there no flexibility in him?
0: Would you think? Yeah, that's. Is that's, he? Got, is he? I, well, I, 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 agree in that. It's very hard to change your, your style of play. Like, like we've just discussed. If you do, if you prepare for yeah. thing all week for something all week, you know. It's clearly not working at the moment, is it? So no, it's not. It's got We got to it's, do yeah. something, and whether that's—I I mean, I've advocated for four-four-two. Now, I'm not saying that's that's the that right thing or it's going to work. I just feel every striker that we've got in the team at the moment is can't play up front by themselves. They need a partner to do it. Towson, um, you know, he hold the ball up slightly. the cavallo and can can win others. but when there's no one around them. You know not you're not going to have there that there. second there's ball. There's no there, we know Richardson's better on the left-hand side. Um, it, it, it's a difficult one, but it's very frustrating. Well, isn't all, it? all
2: right, then you're, you're talking there about flexibility, and I do, I do, I do understand what you're trying to say. There is, there is an element of like, come on, mate tweak it a little bit. But at the same time, it, it reverts back to the, the the point we first made there. He's saying these lads to play in a certain way Monday to Friday, and then all of a sudden he goes, "Oh, do you know what we got beat last week? Better, you know, change it around." It doesn't work like that. No. It's, it's. And, and I'm going back to it again. New managers come into clubs and they're trying to implement ideas, and it it, do, it like I said, doesn't happen overnight. And there's these, it you can uh, the list of managers is en, is endless who who've try, who tried to do it, and and some for the some of them for some of them it worked. It eventually started working for Jurgen Klopp after X amount of, after X amount of time. It worked for Pochettino at Spurs. Don't forget Spurs when he took over at Spurs. Spurs weren't like you know they weren't any great shakes. They were still stuck in the Europa League. You know what I mean? They weren't like the top. Top, in the top three like they are now and it takes time it takes time to implement so it's kind of like it's it's a bit of a cliche but short term pain you know long term long term well, game and, and I said the same
0: thing I said the same thing and I, for me he deserves time he's got to be given time just at this current moment in time it's not working and another thing that's not working Gary, regardless of the formation tactics whatever he seems to be wanting to stick with some of the same players that aren't performing and I'm going to name them like so Theo Walcott um, maybe to a lesser extent, but more so
2: over the past couple of games, Guilfi Sigurdsson as well. Um, I pay, that, I, pay, I think personally, Guilfi's in the team at the minute because of his price tag. Mm-hmm. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, but no. that
3: that's what I mean. Like if, if, if you if, if, if for example mm-hmm. you you drop give drop Sigurdsson, play Gay and McCarthy as as your hold them fielders, and then Gomez in front of them, and then you could play either like John said, two out and out wingers in your four three three, or play. Bernard on the right and Richarlison on the left, and and have them now out supporting the striker. So if he does win his headers, Sigurdsson will Common, in the day to support him instead of being touch, on the touchline yeah. and and getting yeah. getting nowhere. Is, he,
0: is he's not on his own? Is he is he too much yeah. of a luxury then Sigurdsson at the moment? You know, in a struggling million?
1: team, I think he is. And at the minute, yeah, we're struggling. And and as well, let's be honest, we want Gilfy Sigurdsson around. I'm a massive, massive fan it might actually do him the part of good to take him out the far and that, mm. you know, it, 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 he could be that player that could come on and change things.
2: gilfie's no. problem for me is is that he, he, he it's it's his inability as a number 10 to to do anything more than just like pass it out wide. Mm. Whereas if, I think if you stuck Bernard there, yeah. you've got a player who can at least take a man on or at least, you know, drop at the shoulder kind yeah, of thing. And, and and, yeah, you know, and, and it's either that or for me, you drop gilfie back.
0: Well, that's what I was just about to say. If James McCarthy is not ready, which I don't think he is, regardless of whether he's on the um, the bench, he's clearly not ready to do a, you know, probably not even a sixty, seventy minute game. So why not drop Sigurdsson further back, yeah. and yeah, you could push. I mean, Andre Gomez, how effective was he when he scored that goal? Exactly. Right. Well, if
3: you play three three midfielders, they can choose <coughs> when to go. Because I'm I'm not being yeah. funny, but from what I've seen of <clears> of since Silver's took over he's asking him to do something he's not capable of doing yeah. everyone goes on about him not being able to pass the ball and he's the one marauding forward all the time yeah. and it's like let him do what we bought him to do and what yeah. he's good at what, everyone, what he, mm. everyone said he was the best midfield or only can say he was better yeah. than him at doing well did and we not, not miss not, him as well not not on Saturday well. exactly you know
0: of course
3: we did three, three goals three um, I, I, we, 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 I, I listened to the podcast earlier in the season and people were saying we need to score two goals to win we yeah. need to score two goals to draw now yeah do you know what I mean? We just need to be a, a bit, a bit tighter. I'm not asking them to change his whole mm. style, but play two holding midfielders instead of, instead mm. of one. Yeah. That just tweak it a little
1: mm. bit. Do you know what I mean? I think we've kind of forgotten about Huddersfield. And people say, "Oh, Tony Huddersfield," and you get people at Tony Huddersfield. Actually, we was probably the I'd say the most together we've been since probably we've doing another Chelsea. Mm. Okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. We, yeah. beat, we beat a Huddersfield side, and let's be honest, Huddersfield are going to scrap points off teams because that's how it goes. Yeah. And you know new manager as you well. Know, you know you mentioned yeah. didn't you it, we can't put it the four we did the 433 well that worked yeah, You know, I mean, OK, I think Goodison Park would be a happier place if we actually kept it tight for 70 minutes and then kicked on rather than say, oh, well, we're getting beat 3-1 now or whatever. Let's have a go. Let's have a go.
0: It just feels like we haven't got mm. any legs in the midfield whatsoever. Yeah. And when, when the legs are coming in, it's usually a of guy who's not really yeah. meant to be doing that, that yeah. type of role. Yeah. And when yeah. he loses the ball, he's out of position mm. and we're conceding goals yeah. and chances, really. Yeah. Um, OK, well, the the next thing is a big concern, really, because, you know... And we need to we need to um, nip this in the buds as soon as possible, really. So, you, Rob, you've been you know defending Silver and that that's fine. But this is a concern that the set piece situation, isn't it? The you know I just read you some stats here. Um, since Marco Silver's time in the Premier League, over his time at Everton, Hull, and um, Wofford, he's played sixty seven games and he's conceded thirty three goals from set pieces, the most from anyone in the Premier League and we can see the well we can see the three against Millwall from Seppies and we can see the another one against Wolves so that is a concern for me that is a huge concern because you can give him time to implement a style of play and he can get players in in the summer that's fine but if you haven't got a manager who doesn't know how to defend you're not going to win football matches I
2: won't disagree I don't even know what else to say <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I don't even know what else to say to that but like you know stats, stats don't lie but, but again no does that not fall into the same bracket as? He's obviously got a certain way he likes to defend, hasn't he? Well, what is it? Is
0: he's... it zonal?
2: Is or is it not zonal?
3: What What are we?
0: To be honest, we
1: just stand there and watch. The I was going to say. <laughs> I, I think actually it's called a it zonal mark, and I think we're actually doing them a service. Do you know what I mean? I, I, at the moment, we just seem to be standing there doing absolutely nothing. So, to me, that's a pleasure. yeah. To me,
2: to me, to me, that to me is partly down to a bit of lack of desire as well. Yeah, Don't exactly. Me wrong, the, the zonal mark, zonal marking and man marking. I'm sorry. They're not like these new found like exactly ideas. I'm sorry. If you're a footballer, uh, attack yeah, the ball. Exactly. The attack ball the, yeah, attack, you- attack attack where the friggin ball is going and go at it. And then players didn't just haven't done it. Exactly. And it's
3: that's what we mean by getting back to basics. You don't yeah. need zone on and Just pick a man. Or before the game, you know, we do work and training well. all week apparently. Mark your men, pick them up,
1: and attack the
2: ball. Mm. It's not locker it's not times, or you, pick his own. You play, you, play,
1: yeah. you play Sunday League or what have you. You watch kids play the football. Now, someone says, All right, a new kid, mark him, but the ball's in the air and it's coming towards you. Well, do you really need to be told to it? You no. go net the ball, exactly. don't you? And at the moment, it seems to be like Wolves wanted to edit that ball in and mm. really didn't want to edit full stop. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know whether you can put that down to a uh, silver or, or is that just a scapegoat? You know, I think you've got to look at. You have to look at, the, again, the 11 men on the pitch. Have mm. Pickford doesn't seem to be communicating with his back four much anymore, except in late situations, you know, back to the Spurs game. What would him and Zuma doing? It's like Strictly Come Dancing. You know, and the only recipient of that was solid. There's, no,
2: there's no leader in the team.
1: Exactly. And there,
2: uh, you, know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You need, for me, you need you, you need leaders all over the pitch, mm. not just one captain. You need a leader in defence, you need a leader in midfield, someone grab the game by the and you need someone up top who's going to, you know, who you can rely on. And at the minute, we've got no one throughout that team who is capable of leading the team. But,
3: like, I'm not completely blaming Silver Evan. I don't want to sack him in, but you, we're saying we've got no leaders. Two of the three centre half we we've got this season, I know it's not solely him but him and Brand signed. So, if they haven't got leadership qualities and everyone knew we didn't have a leader, mm. why didn't he sign someone who's more of a leader? Do you a know fair, what I mean?
1: That's a fair point. Mm.
0: Did we even need another centre-back? Did we even need that many centre-backs anyway? Could... You know, has obviously been the partnership with Keane. Yet, you know I mean, he's kind of struggled really, hasn't he? Um, Whether, you know, a marauding midfielder, like Rob just said then, or a striker, obviously, where we're desperate for, would that not have been a, a better option?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, we've, we've we haven't replaced Lukaku, have we? And, and no. that's another massive problem no. that the we've we've been talking about. There's so much to talk about, really. And
2: the silly part as well to just be banged on about that Lukaku like, oh, thing for the best part yeah. of a year and a half, and it's still not not been yeah. fixed properly. It's been I mean, square
1: pegs and round yeah. holes, on it. he ended the day, you sell that for whatever he is, you replace him. I mean, did the season the season Liverpool
3: can. conceded? all those goals and finish second at least he was scoring goals we're not doing either Mm. we're we're not scoring and we're conceding loads
1: I mean
0: don't want to talk about sacking the manager because I know there's been a few fans shouting about it on Twitter and you know at the moment it does seem to be the minority Um, but Silver's come out John afterwards Mm. and said you know he is under pressure Mm. Is he is he saying that as in he's under pressure for his job, or is he saying that he's under pressure just to get results? What how, how, how do you see that?
1: I think he's saying it, He's under pressure because he's under pressure. I actually, you know, I, I defy any manager, any person in any institution, sport, and otherwise that will sit there and like defeat. Marco Silva will be sitting there going, scratching his head, going, "Why, why?" And he'll be hurting. And I think that's where he's coming. Answer. So he's manager of Everton Football Club. I don't care what any fan of them across the park or any football born. Uh, fan from the Premier League being manager of Everton Football Club is a high pressure job and he'll be feeling it and you know what I think he'll be reveling in it however this is the bad times this is the very bad times so I'd be more alarmed if he turned around and said no I'm not under pressure don't feel pressure because the pressure's here so I think he's actually being quite honest about it I think he's also well aware Mm. that he's got a big big financial backer who I don't think has any qualms about pulling the trigger and firing people. So, yeah, I think Silva's under pressure for himself more than anything. I think he's under pressure as a man.
0: Now, you just said that um, this is the bad times, which it is. You know, we're yeah. not playing well, but we've lost eight out of 14. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying this is where I want to be or where I want Everton to be, but we are ninth we're not, we're not like. We're not fighting relegation. Not fighting relegation. Nope. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this and thinking, well, we're, we're Everton and we should be challenging up there, and, and rightly so. But did anyone really think that we were going to challenge the top six, top four
2: you know, this season? Do you know what would be really interesting to, to find out, right? If you ask people to listen to, the, to listen to this podcast who don't know anything about football and, and, and guess where Everton were in the league based off the conversation we've just had. Yeah, You're, not, three, you it? know it's not. You know it's not. It's not. It's not like don't, don't forget. Right up until right, let I'm. I'm gonna because we were still happy after the derby up until that Tottenham game. Right, the majority, yeah. the vast majority of fans were happy with Marco Silva. It's only six weeks, give mm-hmm. or take. Right, yeah, but it's but not. It's not a weeks a long time. And no, no, it, it is. I know it is. But so you can't. You can't automatically like change your opinions on. On like your expectations in six weeks, you can't. I'm well, sorry, we but, sixth yeah.
3: point, well, we were six at one point. But me. since then, we've we've. Like, like, I know John said the other week that it's not the result or or losing the count It's how you lose. It's the way you perform. And we're just going out with a whimper. We've been knocked yeah, out the yeah, FA Cup uh, by Millwall. Uh, and no we're one's conceding three goals. Every no one's game. Argu-
2: No one's arguing that. But it's like you'd think we were like like genuinely like. like in Fulham's position at the minute, the way people are talking, you genuinely would. And, and not. they have spent more money this, this season. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't get when I don't. And, and again, it isn't good enough. I want the best for. I want the best for us. But when ninth, what is it? Ninth. Ninth. ninth we are now. Yeah, we, we are five points
0: from Wolves. Obviously, they've just beat us, so yeah. come well ahead of you us know, now. It's not
2: like it's not. It was always going to be a transitional season. Every every Everton fan would have told you that before the start of the season. They've either got to match, match Allardyce's finish last year or better. It um, Truth be told, we are still on track to do it. Yeah. It's not like we're, you know, we're miles off it. We're not, are we? And he's got to have time to implement his own players' style, etc. And it's, it, it just needs time. And like I said, six weeks ago, he was the great, he was, he was sound. He was, you know, everyone loved him. Yeah. And this is just a bad patch. Me wrong, it's been a bit longer than I thought it would be. But Gary, you've just rolled your eyes there, no. go on. Yeah,
3: it's like a 14 game bad patch, though. It's like that's like nearly half the season.
2: But we haven't lost every one of them 14 games. No, but
3: we're losing against teams that we and, shouldn't and be again, against. We're playing badly, and he does he just puts the same team out the next week and goes, oh, carry on doing what you're doing. There's just like I'm not saying completely change your philosophy, but you you said before about Emory coming in at Arsenal, they went on a 22 game unbeaten run. So it's obviously working to some extent, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Have they
0: not got better players than us,
3: though? Yeah, but... Oh, it's it's obviously. Know, I know it's. It, 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 yes it it
2: yeah. it don't don't like take the players into consideration. Really, just consider a new manager coming in. I, what, I just think it, it, it's expectation I,
0: from it at the start of the season, sorry, John. At yeah, the start it. of the season, I didn't think realistically we would challenge the top six. You had six very very good teams there. Now, it's been. I don't know what the way to say is, but. It's been shadowed a little bit by the fact that Man United have been terrible at the, the early stages of this season. They weren't a bad team; they were just being badly managed. Now we ended up sixth because Mourinho, the turmoil that they were in, he's been sacked, and look, look what's happened to them now. So we've obviously dropped down places, and you know the the form has has been poor. I just think from the start of the season, expectation was probably oh let's see what's going to happen. Then we went to sixth, and we were like right let's let's push on from here. And ever since the derby. It's been an absolute nightmare. We've played poorly. Can't can't argue with Gary. The fight hasn't been there. Desire, quality. Silva's probably made a few bad decisions as well. I just think at this moment in time, and I hate to say, it, we need to get through this season and regroup
1: massively. Massive. But I think, I think Rob and Gary have just highlighted it exactly. You know, you mentioned Fulham. Now I'm I'm never ever gonna demean any club by mentioning them by names and on. That's the problem with Everton and his support. In Everton, it is the expectation. If you were manager of a club, sorry, Fulham, like a Fulham, and you finish mid-table, well, you're the greatest things in sliced bread. And I think David Moyes found that. When David Moyes, he let's be honest, he lifted us off the floor and made us proud to be Everton again. But then David Moyes couldn't kick us on, and David Moyes started him making people believe. Six is best, seven is best. a ma-
0: master of managing expectations,
1: exactly. Yeah, but we're Everton Football Club, and, and you know, you think since the Premier League started, that like, there's only one club who's overtook us in terms of league titles, and that happens to be Man United. So, you know, you okay, you, I, I, I was alive in the 80s, don't remember that, but you, you think you're still getting dads and granddads who are still instilling in Everton. Listen, we were once really, really, and I think that's the problem. You know, other clubs have come along, and let's be honest, one beast have never really had that. That period went you know what, son, Everton were the dogs basically. And I think that's the problem. It's managing the expectation. Taking Everton to six is great. Taking them to see six next season. Okay. A bit of a run and all that. After a while it's right, oh come on then. When you're kicking us on, when you're getting to the top four. And that's what we've really got to manage. You know, we've we we can not lose our identity by trying to Think because we've got a billionaire, we're just going to suddenly jump into the top four because it doesn't work like that. But we haven't got a billionaire, though, really, have we, John? Well, Moushiri, he, no, he's, I mean, he's a rich man. No, no, he?
0: he's a billionaire, yeah. but he's not ploughing billionaire money into it like we're Manchester City, city, city money, and no, Chelsea. Yeah.
1: No, but we are we are spending quite. Well, you know, we, we've spent a lot of talking, money. I agree. Dropping off forty-five million pounds. So you know, let, let's let's not feel sorry for ourselves. No, I'm not bad
0: yeah. as well. But you you have to look at the fact mm. that. Probably you can't even really take into account the money that's been spent mm. before Silver and Brands come because we, we know how much mm. it was wasted as I, well. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Silver's a problem.
1: That. I think he's clearing up the mess. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm still firmly in the Silver camp. But I do think there's the, because we're Everton a football club, there's this expectation on us, it's at the moment. I think we've got to temper. I really do. Do
2: you know what, right, as well, you, John there just mentioned um, David Moyes. And just to put it in, into context with Silver, took David Moyes four seasons to get Everton to consistently top six club. It did. We were 7th, 17th, 4th, yeah. and then 11th. That's not... Don't, well, get, you, not, don't, don't get me wrong. There were some good moments within them, but at the same time, we put in some utter dross performances <laughs> no, no, to, no, the point, to the point where David Moyes actually handed his resignation and it was turned yeah. down. And so to give Marco Silva 25 games yeah. and to be like, oh, come on, mate. What are you doing? You know, But not, that's what I was going
0: to say... Moyes finished seventeenth the season before he finished fourth. Now we we know that um, we would survived anyway. We went in a relegation battle. We just lost a lot of our yeah. game. We, were, we we'd already we uh, secured yeah, the safety, actually, so the, yeah. the season had finished. But we finished seventeenth, and the league table doesn't lie. But um, if we'd sacked Moyes when he finished seventeenth, he wouldn't have had the time, would he, to to go on to finish mm-hmm. fourth? And okay, he didn't win the trophy with us, but he was relatively successful um, successful in the league. So you know a manager has to be given time surely yeah. I'm, I'm looking uh, at you Gary because obviously I, I know
3: I, I, I don't want a sack silver and I agree that I, I know where Rob's coming from in that he, he wants to implement his own philosophy but it's like like John said we've got a good team I, I mean I might not be Are 100% we? correct we've got quality players have we? yeah
2: We've yeah. just been talking about how we wasted money on, on...
3: No, but, you know, Dean is a good player. Um,
2: all right, take the new lads out of the equation. He's good players, hasn't he? Take, all right, take the third of that team of the equation, right? The, the players that um, Silver's brought in who have performed well this season. Look at the rest that he's got to there with two-thirds of that team. Yeah,
3: but they're are not they, completely useless, are they? I'm, I'm not not they're completely I play useless, but... The, 10 years Pickford's and,
1: still a good keeper, isn't he?
3: You know I think, what I mean? Like, when Moyes took over, I mean, I might not be writing name for name here, but he had, like, no disrespect to them. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Scott a, yeah a better left-back <laughs> yes, than Dave yeah. Unsworth. Alex um, Alexanderson, Andre Gomez is a better midfielder than Mark Pembridge. Do you know what I mean? He's got he's got good players there and he needs to use them in a, in a better way. In a way that works.
2: But I'm talking I'm talking about the players you, who Silver hasn't brought in. Yeah,
3: but he's the manager. The book stops with the manager. He needs to do something. Because they're the ones who are players, performing. It's the ones like, that aren't the to man. Make, to make the system work. He can't just field six players every week, can he? It will
1: take time though, won't it? Yeah. you know what I mean, it will take time. But like, Which is what I'm
2: saying, exactly. is he's working with what st- he's got, he's working, the, with, the he's got. He's working is... with the dross that he's got now, he's got Tosin, mate, who can't run, he can't He can't do anything, apart from put a, when we put a ball into the box, he might be able to get his head on it, we've got Theo Walcott, who marked himself out of game. You a game, I mean, listen mate, there's a reason why 6th place Arsenal, or 7th place, whatever it is, got rid of him, right, there's a reason, there's a reason Alex Awobi, gets in the team at of him, got in the team at of him, he ain't that good. It, it...
0: It's it's a, it's a great talking point, but in terms of Gary, the, bl- the blueprints of what you want Everton to do, then what what is it? Because for me, there's only two ways Everton going to be successful, and when I say that, I mean trophies and obviously qualification for the Champions League and potentially winning a league. Is if a billionaire, I think I'm talking like a billionaire, comes in and plows all of his I must money, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously we'll he's been linked, like that, yeah. he comes in and he starts ploughing his money in, exactly like City did, exactly like um, Chelsea did. Now let's face it, we Chelsea made mistakes and City made mistakes along the way. They just had enough money to rectify those mistakes to the point where it was ridiculous amounts of money. The other... The other way, the other blueprint is the Tottenham blueprint, where they haven't got billions now yet. They've spent money, but they, you know they, they've got a stadium on the way as well, which obviously is them a lot, a lot of money. But they've they had Harry Redknapp in charge at the time, who took them to the Champions League, and you know, kind of give them a bit of stability. And then they brought Pochettino in, who hasn't even won a trophy. Um, he's obviously got you know decent players in Harry Kane and you know Ali and stuff like that. But again, he hasn't spent a lot of money. But they've stuck with him. I mean, he's been getting results out of them, obviously. So that's what Silva needs to do. But what what are we going to be able to do then to, to get success? Well,
3: I'm not I'm not completely, like I said, writing Silver off. Like I know I know where Rob's coming from because I've I've sat here enough weeks and I've agreed with them. And it is going to take time to implement his style of play. But I'm I'm more so thinking of like this season, like the here and he's, now. He's been he's been slated for his past clubs that. You know, when there's a dip in form, he doesn't know how to get out of it. And and I don't think he's got any sort of flexibility. Like, OK, fair enough, we want to implement a, a, a new style of play. But if Rob's saying that half the team are going to get sold in the summer, what's the point in trying to make them play the way he wants to? Anyway? If we're going to sell them all, do what's good for them now. And and win some games. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's and a then, fair point. All right, we need a good another good summer. And I think we've had a good summer this time around We've signed good players. So give give Brandt and Silver a chance in the summer. Give them some more money. You know we've got quite a wealthy owner. See you. We sign in the summer. I'm not saying sack I'm, I'm just saying like show a bit of flexibility now. And 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 you know, like we we said last week, it's a dead rubber season. So why try and implement a system with a team that we're not going to have next season anyway do you
0: know uh, what I mean just on that then Rob because we're going back and forth a, li- a little bit here but um, surely the best time for a manager to implement a style of play is pre-season and this is going to be the perfect pre-season as in there's no, no world, world Cup no he's world going world to be up, able yeah. to get the players back in hopefully brands will have the you know the, the plan sorted and we'll get players in sharpish mm. so wouldn't that be the best option at this moment in time? I'm not, we're not saying obviously try something completely different, like go something ridiculous, like four up front, but he, he's, you know, said it plenty of times in this podcast now already. He's got to change it, hasn't he? has got to, you can't keep doing the same thing and then regroup in the summer and then start to implement what you want in your training camps to Dubai, wherever they go in America or Australia. That's when you start, you know, getting all the the new players and saying, well, coaching them and teaching them what do you want to do?
2: It, I understand what you're trying to say, Gary. I do. I really do understand it. But at the same time, that's a perfect world. But but I'm going back to, I'm, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself here. Any new manager who comes into a team, their sole goal really is, apart from winning football matches, is is to implement how they want their players to play. And, and you know what? Maybe it's a Silva's fault. This is all he knows how to do. This is what he tried at Hull. This is what he tried at. Um, Who else is he managed Wofford, Wofford was the other one there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just think he he he's, he thought right. You know what? This is how I play. This is how i how, you know me and Marcel have agreed of how we're going to do things. Because at the end of the day, he, the book stops at Marcel Brands from from what we've all read see it out to the end of the season get what we can get try and at least match what we did last year maybe go one step further and, and finish everything and I think we can get Europe now can't we um, you know, yeah, yeah. as long as
1: Chelsea yeah. Champions
2: and man, League and a, yeah, and yeah Champions League we've got to win the FA Cup probably. you know yeah. so there's that's where that's where I think he's at and again I'm going back Emery didn't do it hasn't done it at Arsenal Klopp didn't do it Pochettino didn't do it why should we be any different Sam Aldice didn't do it last year. Did he? Sam Aldice
3: was brought in for a purpose. I was going to just keep us up. He but he had an 18 month contract. He, he, he arranged yeah, pre season. It was just days.
2: So Sam Aldice didn't do it last year. Did he? So. But Sam right. Aldice and Map let's, of Silver. Let's move on. You're both right, I think. These are both
0: right but making very good points um John it's not getting any easier is it Manchester City Wednesday <laughs> champions um
1: that's no, about as hard as it can get really yeah, yeah. I it mean looked all right in yesterday
0: arguably though <laughs> this season anyway we've played better against the so-called big six yeah so are you well for one expecting a reaction but are you expecting a performance just because it's a big team as well are we going to be able to get get the ball down a bit more because of
1: I, I don't know, Ian. You see, the thing is, with Everton, and again, there's been some really valid points made tonight. I always thought with Everton, we have grown up watching them, you could always have an expectation, whether it was an expectation to let you down, whether it was an expectation to play decent football, or whether there's was expectation that, you know, the Dogs of War are going to tear someone a new one. At this moment in time, I don't really know what Everton's, You know, we talked about a couple of weeks back, Everton I saw it away at Chelsea it wasn't a 0-0 David Moyes clean on it was a 0-0 that do you know what we could have, we could of, have won it couldn't we, we mm. could have you know Richarlison had his chance and you know and you're thinking even Arsenal Calvert-Lewin had that chance early on you're thinking he sticks that away
2: we were destroyed by referees in that game exactly right. yeah. and
1: then the referee decided to well have another woeful performance but with Everton do you know what it wouldn't surprise me if Everton absolutely go and get tanked on Wednesday night but you know what it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise s- me yeah, this wouldn't sense, sense, sense. but <laughs> you know what I think think of a few years back when some loony handcuffed himself to the post mm-hmm. okay that was a slightly different thing it wouldn't surprise me if Tom Davis hits one from 20 yards it takes three deflection goes in and we screw up a 1-0 win I re- you know you know what I mean that night I think it was Gibson I think we paraded yeah. Jelovic and that was one of the funniest nights I've ever, ever seen because it was just it was like theatre so I don't know with Everton I, I mean if, if there's one
2: thing in Everton seem a good at John it's it's when it's been like bad for a while, they do kind of pop up with a with a result, oh, yeah. don't they? You know what I mean? They do kind of like they drag they drag a result right. out of somewhere. So you say is it damage limitation then or do we
0: need to get at city here?
1: We've got to have a go at the main. We can't go to St. Park, rotten sorry, we have to have a go. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I, I can see Rob laughing here. I don't so can, know why I'm laughing. I know why I'm laughing. Why I right. I know why I'm okay. laughing. Okay. Yeah. Effectively, <laughs> we beat Manchester City. Now, this is an Everton podcast, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, this is an exactly podcast, so.
1: Yeah, I want us to beat
0: City. i am going to go on records. Come on. No, okay, we beat We beat Man City. You know, great. We get three points, but effectively we're doing our neighbours across the park a massive, massive favour. still but, got
1: to play them in the derby, though,
0: haven't we? we well, yeah. Jeremy. We'll come on to that as well. But a win for Silver would be massive. Oh, huge, yeah. would
2: Absolutely huge. You know, it it's it saved um it saved Dave Moyes a few times, you know yeah. what I mean? From getting a feeling that if Save Martinez a few times, you know, we we'd go on like this bad run of form, and then all of a sudden this result out of nowhere would yeah. turn would turn up. I remember um oh we, we played when we played we, we were it was Koeman and we beat Man City 4 0. Yeah. we had been on a torrid run. We hadn't won a game in about yeah. six six or seven games. Mm. And then we going. We were hopeless, yeah. We battered City four 0 We just seem, we do seem to find results from somewhere yeah. when it kind of like when the fans need pulling back in that little bit, or when the season tickets go on sale, we just <laughs> get that result, don't we? kind of like when the pressure's off when there's no expectation? A little it? bit, yeah. A yeah. little bit, yeah. I, I remember um, we did the same. Uh, we'd just been knocked out the cup by um, by Wigan. Under, under Moyes and that was a horrible day that, that was like that was just we played United after that was it no it was City we played City and we beat them 2-0 we'd we done that at United didn't we we got yeah, beaten Liverpool the semis yeah and then we gone 4-4 4-4 you know so we do kind of like we, yeah. we do react in a way, weird way to, to it tends to be to night say, games as well have you
1: noticed tends to be, yeah like Louis Sahar against Chelsea yeah. <laughs> suddenly rolled back the years and could have had a hat to get you know Mister penalty he was immense yeah you, you know. know
2: so uh, don't get wrong I mean watching the City they're the best team in the league at the end of the day the way they play football they're the best the be- everyone's crossing their fingers here as I'm saying they're the best the team the league. Best the are, best yeah. Squad yeah, you know what I mean and yeah. they're, they're absolutely unreal you know what I mean they've scored they scored they've scored two goals in the last two games inside inside a minute the, the, we were talking about Aguero funny enough before the podcast started mm. and how, how great he is and it's going to be a really really tough game but you know it'd be huge for Marco Silva to pick a result out there because it proved to, to a lot of fans that, you know what, I'm on a minute. He's well, it's just a sign, it's a sign, isn't it, it's, that he's got something? Yeah. That he's got something. So, yeah. Gary, then,
0: what, what are your predictions going into this game? Are we, As I mentioned, is it, is it just damage limitation and keeping the score down or can we get... Um,
3: well, I think no one expects us to win, do they? So, why not have a goal? You know, I mean, we've played well, at, I've said before on this, we've played well against the bigger teams this season and, I mean after everything I've just said there's no reason why we can't win apart from the fact that we haven't played very well but like Rob <laughs> just said you know we, still, we we do that we've done it We're in the past happy, we've we. had 10 5 game bad runs and then come out and beat a big team so we can win I don't know whether I particularly want us to win but we can <laughs> win <laughs> on, What's your score prediction then? Um,
2: I'll say 2-1 to City Okay Rob I'll stick with I'll go Gary there 2-1 City
1: John? I honestly think it'll be Darren Gibson with a piece I think we'll score up a 1-0 Wow I really, I don't know why, but Bold. I just, I just think we'll, I just think we'll be absolutely awful. Tattered, wet Wednesday night, and I just can just see a shot going in, three deflections, wallop. Just like,
2: like I haven't watched it, haven't watched City yesterday. I think like they just the scenes, the scenes have the, the bit between the back, the, the mojo back in yesterday, yeah. yesterday, and they, they had about a five ten minute spell where they were they weren't great in that game, but after that, after that, they were just they were unreal and that they were relentless going, going at Arsenal. And if it wasn't for um, uh, Leno, the goalkeeper, I think it could have been a hell of a lot worse for them.
0: Okay, let's move on to the final segments of the podcast, which is the fan questions. We've got a couple here. We'll move through them quickly.
1: The view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The view from the Gladys Street podcast.
0: Uh, John, will start with you. Um... Callum Lapsley, this is basically on Silver's future. He's just basically asked, should we sack Silver or Persevere until he gets a few windows? Patience is in short supply at the moment. Uh, so these next few games are huge for him.
1: Gotta persevere. I don't see the point in sacking him. I don't think it's in Mourinho, Wally Soscar I thing. I think we have to, you know, I, I think I don't think anyone around the table wants Silver sacked. I think I think this is quite a strong support table of support for Silver. I just don't see the point. As as Rob said, you know, you look at and credit where it's you, it's took Klopp a long time, Pochettino a long time, it, Emery's trying to do something, Chelsea manager he'll do it till he gets his usual two seasons on your bike. You know, so why not? I, I just don't see the margins. i sack him and get in who?
2: This is this is, this, this is why I've seen someone in where today. Funny thing is, these people who are saying, oh, should we sack Marcus or Silver? or I want Silver out, they haven't got a clue of who to put in. Exactly. They haven't got a clue. Well,
0: a I lot haven't. of the names that people come up with anyway, just probably deluded it, that yeah. we'd get yeah. you know I mean, I, mean? I, I saw
2: it on Twitter last night people were talking about Mourinho again yeah. it's worth a shot he won't come anywhere near us you know what I mean I, I, it's, you've got to just stick with what we've got mm. and it'll be fine
0: okay Rob uh, Martin Jarvis basically there's a good question this is from the, the Wolves game uh, with Coleman being the senior pro and the more experienced player and club captain um, would have not have been more prudent to debutise him over, over uh, Kenny
2: as um, cover for Baines um, fair point but I think I think whatever way we'd have gone with it it would have led to the same result. And having two two flanks then which were completely like nullified in terms of threat so uh, I mean Bain, not being sorry uh, Coleman's played left back once and we got more 5-0 you know what I mean it, 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 it either way it's a square peg and a round hole and it's always going to be difficult yeah, when out, you know it's it's it, 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 it would. I don't think it would have made any difference whatsoever. Really, in terms of in terms of the result, what what, what we'd have done there.
0: Okay, there you go, Martin, uh, Gary, Matthew, Barry said, I'm fed up with the lip service and sound bites from players after each poor performance. Should the club now keep everything in-house as all this is doing is ag- aggravating and agitating the fan base?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think maybe instead of the players coming out and telling us how disappointed they are, I think they need to have a look at themselves and have a, a chat between themselves. And I know it got said last week, um, pull the socks up and get together and, you know,
2: Showing in the performances, I think that's stands to that self motivation thing. What Marco Silva was talking about, you know what I mean? They're coming out and giving all this, you know, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and things like that of our of our offered at the John said it
3: early, and that we don't ask for a lot; we just ask that you try. Mm. And and I know Rob and John have both just said it doesn't seem like they're trying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the hardest thing mm. to
1: take defeat as an Everton who goes with the television like just I, want to have a go.
2: I don't leave games early unless it's like that bad. But I actually left early on Saturday and it that's when i know it's bad when i just can't be bothered looking at them anymore even if you were, if you were knocking on the door and you think you know we were creating chances i don't think rupert zitio made a save in the second half really did he
0: hmm. okay there you go matthew there is your answer um john good question this is from mark ellison um Do modern-day football academies mean that the days of street-fighting central midfielders the likes of Peter Reid and, to a lesser degree, Paul Bracewell are behind us? Our academies and ours is brilliant, he says, creating technical players who don't have the required leadership skills in football terms.
1: I think there's always going to be that Peter Reid out there, I really do. And you know what? That's not something you can train. Into someone, I think you're born with that tenacious streak. I think you can hone someone's control. I think you can, you know, coach the decision-making. But I don't think you can turn around. So I think, yeah, I think with maybe the more... I think it is all about the technicality and stuff like that. But I do think there's a hardcore, maybe British element. Or, you know what, that, that winning mentality of I might not be the greatest player in the world, but I tell you I've got the heart. So I think there's always players out there. I just think at the moment... I think with the amount of ins and outs, I think maybe the identity's been a little bit lost. And we are, you know, I've written, Rob alluded to it, I've, I've ri- actually written a piece, we are a little bit devoid of leaders. So I think, I mean, who's the lads? I can never pronounce his name, who's gone out on loan to win him, is it Banning? Banning, 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 me. Me? Banning yeah. I mean, by all accounts, I'm seeing, he looks a snippet of a leader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we produced him. So I, I'm not overly sure, to be honest with you. I do think, obviously, you want to produce the next Wayne Rooney and stuff like that, but I I don't think it's necessarily barred from being a tenacious midfielder. So I'm not overly sure on that. I think football as a philosophy has changed, but I still think there's a place out there and I don't think anyone would stop. If, you know, a piece of reed come along, well, you'd take him, wouldn't you?
3: I think that is quite a good point, though. I think in in general, like the modern day footballer, their mentality is different from, you know, years gone by. Like you look at when young players came through like 10 20 years ago like when Gary Neville was you know 20, 21, 22 he was a man Roy Keane was a man nice. They thought about being professional footballers mm-hmm. I think f- some young footballers these days are more busy like putting the new haircut on Twitter do you know what I mean <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's I think that is a, a good point that maybe these days it, it is too much about how technically gifted you are and not about like John just said about being a tenacious midfielder and you know you don't always have to be Lionel Messi like yeah. you know look at Lee Carsley he made a career out of being a good hard solid midfielder you know what I mean and I think that is a good point that maybe that is missing in modern, modern football it's I know John just said there are still players out there that can do that but I think it's getting less and less
0: Okay Mark I hope that answers your question a really good question now. Um, Rob Alan Ryder. So obviously you've defended, I'll come with you with this one because you've defended Silver and we, you know, we all have to an extent, but he said, can anyone see any pro- signs of promise or improvement in any part of the team since he's come in?
2: I think that left hand side's picked itself up. Lucas Dean's fitted in brilliantly. Um if you if you compare the stats to to last year, attack on wise to this to, to this year, they're well up. You know what I mean? We are creating chances. Um, but again, it, it's a slow process, is it? You're not going to see the whole change overnight. You know, what I mean, before before the before Christmas, we were talking about how, how we were going. We were on the verge of giving someone a pasting, and we just needed that that finisher. So you know, that can't really change within you know within such a short space of time. So definitely, there's definitely improvements all over the pitch. I think we're faster, um, and we don't. <laughs> I know it. It's not been working this past few weeks, and. But we don't just we don't sit back anymore. You know I mean? At least we try to find to probe and we try to to find that gap. Might not always come off, but we do. We're not going to games like we did under Allardyce Um where you were literally just thinking, you know what, we'll take the points here, lads. Um and you'd you'd have eleven men behind the ball.
1: I don't think Burnley away would have happened under Allardyce. Two again yeah. like, you, know, you know what I mean. I think I think let's you know, I think don't think Burnley away on a lot of them scored by defenders, but you know, we were quite animalistic. There, we we decimated that side, and, and a few. I don't Silver,
2: f- Silver had Silver had that game down to see He you know, took out he took out their two centre forwards by playing three at the back, yeah. and thought, you know what, you're, you're low on confidence. I'm going to get you yeah. early. And he were three, we were three and up after 20 minutes.
1: Aldice's philosophy would have been, well, let's let's look at the percentage here, lads. We we win a by 75 minutes, and we lose one 0 At least we haven't lost two 0 mm. Do you know what I <laughs> mean? I think Silver. You know, I I totally agree. And the points have been made that yeah, the last it has gone kind of gone wrong, but also Richarlison I know he's getting so he's getting line for chucking himself on the ground it does my head in but guy's got 11 goals he's 1-2 and two. do you, you know what I mean I think Gomez a... on his day I think he's, he's certainly a midfielder he passes the ball forward you know and, and don't, don't underestimate how good that is because we've had a lot of times in our midfield players will pass it to one side mm. and that's it in Gomez you have actually got a player who gets the ball and he looks forward so I think that's a a plus as well but it's not going to happen. It isn't going to happen overnight, and I just think uh, so. We just sort of grin and bear it, and just hope we can grind out a few results. That's what it is for me to grin and bear yeah. it,
2: get the results, and try and, and try and get behind the team as much as possible, as hard as it actually is. You know what I mean? We're all guilty of, of you know of getting on the backs at times. Like me, me, me as well. Even though I'm firmly in the silver income, mm. but like. It is. It's just riding out. And like I said before, imagine social media, right? When David Moyes was around, Howell like Kendall. imagine, uh, how Kendall. <laughs> I mean, these managers who initially struggled when they first came into the first came into into it, and look what happened if when they were given time. At least, you know, under under our candle, we were our most successful ever. Under David Moyes, we were a consistent top six, seven team. So, it, just bear with it. But it's just, it's just. This, I think patience has gotten in football in general. You know what yeah. I mean. The likes of, I don't think the likes of, you know, some managers might not even last, you know, two years at a team now, just because it's how, it, It's a Chelsea. Look at what Chelsea managers for starters. They, they tend not to last more than two years before they're shipped out mm-hmm. for for whatever reason. You know, so stick with it and we'll be fine.
0: Okay, Alan. I hope that answers your question. And Gary will finish off with you on the on this uh question. It's kind of. um, kind of poignant really because obviously you've been saying that Silva needs to change and be flexible so Tom de Grof, he's asked or he said with nothing left to play for can Silva get the squad to play without fear and continue to develop the players in his system while working to solidify the defensive play to create a stronger base from which to start the campaign next season
3: well I think he's trying to do that now isn't he and, and it hasn't been great for the past few, few weeks um, but with what's been said today Personally, if if most of the team from, you know, people who watch Evan week in, week out isn't good enough, then I don't really see the point in trying to mould them into his team when most of them or, you know, five or six of them are going to be there in the summer. So I think we should sort of like, sort of write the season off to be honest and and have a good summer transfer window and and start again.
0: For this season then, because it's it's still only February, there's still loads of games to go. Can Silva continue to play the style of play that he wants the same formation continue to pick the same plays in the same positions and expect to win, win football games
3: I think he will because you know he, he's, he's quite stubborn in that way isn't he it's like you know it, this is the way I play and we're going to play that way um, whether or not it works I don't know I mean it did for the first half of the season didn't it so hopefully you know we'll we'll dig a performance out of somewhere and it'll, it'll kick start them again and they'll start playing the way they were but at the minute I just can't see it
0: okay well it is Everton v Manchester City on Wednesday at Goodison Park. Um, hoping for a, a decent result. And um, we will be back with the View from the Gladys Street podcast next week. To so my guests, John Howard, thank you. Thank you. Mate. Rob Astle, thank you. And Gary Callahan, thank you. Thank you. Again, we will have you back on the show in the next couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for listening, those who are listening on an ACAST and iTunes. You've been
1: listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.